Welcome to At the Crossroads Church weekly podcast. Our hope is that you will grow in your walk with God and be blessed and encouraged in your daily lives as you listen. You can visit us at our website at atthecrossroads.ca. I want to say, Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. I believe you're going to speak to me today and bring a transformation in my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Today I want to I want to look at the Word of God, and uh, I want to talk about a little bit about the Christmas story. But I want to talk about the topic of faith this morning, and we're going to see that in the Scripture as we're looking the first chapter of Luke. We're going to see God speak to us concerning faith, and and uh, the title of my message is um, "What's the Word for Today?" What's the Word for Today? In Luke chapter one verse eleven, it says this. <clears throat> now Zechariah. We'll call him Zach for short, but Zechariah was in the sanctuary, and an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing to the right of the incense altar. So he's at work, he's in the temple, and he's doing what he has to do. An angel of the Lord appears to him, standing at the right of the incense. And Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. Now, I don't know about you, but if an angel appeared, you know, a mighty angel appeared in front of you. Your knees would be having fellowship one with another, okay? I mean, we're not talking about a little baby with wings. We're talking about a, a creature that stands in the presence of Almighty God. This is Gabriel the archangel appears, and, and, and Zach is terrified. He's scared. He, he doesn't know what to do. There's this angel standing. Like, I mean, what do you do when you see this standing in front of you? And so he was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said... Don't be afraid, Zechariah, for God has heard your prayer. And so the angel was showing up, and basically he had this message. He said, I'm here because you have prayed. And I want to say that this morning. When, you need to know that when you pray, God hears your prayers. God hears your prayers in heaven. And so Zach's prayers were heard before God. Okay, And it says here, God has heard your prayers. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son, and you are to name him John. And so when I, when I look at this passage, I see that Zach was praying a specific prayer. His wife was obviously barren. She couldn't have children. And so he was praying specifically, saying, God, I want my wife to be pregnant. I want, I want to have a son. I want to have a family. And so he's praying, and he's having a conversation with God, and this angel shows up and says, hey, God heard you. Wouldn't that be encouraging if, if, you know, you were sitting at home and all of a sudden, you know, an angel appeared and says, yeah, you know, you've been praying for, you know, debt cancellation or you've been praying for your loved ones to get saved. God heard your prayer. I mean, that would be encouraging, wouldn't it? And here Zach is, he's talking to God, or he's talking to this angel, and the angel says, God has heard your prayer, the specific prayer, and Elizabeth will give you a son. And then the second thing, he says, you will have great joy and you'll have great gladness and many will rejoice in his birth okay and and so basically he says the reason i'm here the angel is saying the reason i'm standing in front of you is because god has heard your prayers you will have a son call him john okay this is awesome i i you know for an angel to show up and say you're going to have a kid and don't worry i'm going to name him for you i mean no no fights with the spouse i mean you know, uh, arguing about a name. I mean, our, we had a couple kids that were called Baby Blaze for a few weeks. 
because we couldn't agree on a name. So for an angel to show up and say, you know what, here's the name and everything, you're good to go. I mean, that's good, right? Good stuff. So he has the name, and, and, and look what the Bible says here. God's going to give your wife a child, and then he says, you will have great joy and you'll have gladness. And you know, when God's word comes to us, when God gives us a blessing or a promise, there's always great joy and gladness. You know, that's what it produces in us. All right? And, and, and then it says, the third thing was, many will rejoice at his birth. Now, the beautiful thing is, after that, the angel begins to do something even more amazing, is the angel lays out the child's purpose and lays out the child's destiny. Tells him everything. And he says, we're going to read it together. It says here, For he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or any alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. That is awesome. That means he's filled with the Holy Ghost in the womb. He will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. That's pretty cool. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. And he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Isn't that awesome? So the angel describes the five, say five, powerful mandates of this boy that's going to be born to him. He's going to get like a superhero for a son. I mean, filled with the Holy Ghost, signs, wonders, miracles, getting people saved. This guy's going to have the Holy Spirit from birth. This is awesome. And then let's look at Zach, how he responds. Verse 18. So Zachariah said to the angel, how can I be sure that this is going to happen? It's okay, Zach, there's, there's an angel standing in front of you. Like there's a supernatural being standing in front of you telling you that he's come from the presence of God and you're questioning it. How can I be sure? I'm an old, I'm an old man now. My wife is also, she's getting up there too. I won't say how old she is because she gets mad at me, but she's up there. Are you sure this is going to happen? All right? And, and look, I love this. Then the angel said, I'm Gabriel. Look what he says. He says, I stand in the very presence of God. I stand in the very presence of Almighty God. It was he, it was God who sent me to bring this good news to you. Next verse. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and I'm unable to speak until the child is born, for my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. You see, God's words will certainly be fulfilled in the proper time. And you know, many times as believers, you know, God has a word that he's spoken over you. Something God spoke to you in your secret place, in when your time of study, maybe someone gave you a prophetic encouragement, whatever, and you're like, that's for me, that's from God. But sometimes we don't see that word come to pass right away, so we begin to doubt and we begin to say, well, how can it be? Like, you know, how could God really do that? My situation is just really bad. It just can't, it's, 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 too, it's too far gone. It can't change, right? And, and this is what Zachariah is doing. He's like, I, I, this can't happen. We're too old now. I mean, you know, if God would have heard my prayer 20 years ago, I can understand. But, you know, now we're too old. You see how he's reasoning. All right. 
But the angel says, for my words will certainly be fulfilled in the proper time. And I want to say this, the Bible is full of promises for God's people. Are you God's child? Let me see your hand. Well, God has a promise for you. You know, God is not a vending machine that we can just go and quote scriptures at and, and expect him to do what we want him to do. But he does have promises that if we hold to, he will bring fulfillment in our lives. Amen? I love my children, but if they came and said, Lord, you know, uh, you know I want a 22 shotgun and I'm like nine years old, I'm going to be like, no, you're not getting one. I don't care how much you want it. And sometimes we want things God knows is going to hurt us, so he won't give them to us. But at the end of the day, he is a God that wants to bless us. He's a God that wants to prosper us. He's a God that wants us to live in victory. Can I hear an amen? amen. And so the Bible is full of these promises, but we need to have faith like a child. You know, how many know having faith like a child? This week I was, I was sitting here, and I got a phone call. My kids were on the other line. They were bawling. They were crying. They were really upset. Well, the girls were. The guys were tough. They didn't. The girls, the girls were really upset. And I thought someone got hurt. And they're crying, Dad, you got to come home. Like, What's going on? And they said, our rat, our rat is dead. I'm like, what? Your rat? So I got them a couple rats a few months ago. And I don't know, like maybe you don't like rats. I never like rats. But we got these things, and they're like little dogs. Like you can, you can like shake a paw, roll over, give them a treat. You can call them by name. They'll come across the room, go up and sit on your shoulder and cuddle with you. They're very, they're very intelligent. I didn't realize that. So my kids got really attached to these things. So one of the rats went behind the bed, was playing, and the kids said, let's watch a YouTube video. So they pushed the bed up against the wall, and there's a wood plank there, and the rat just went, right? And so they're sitting there watching a YouTube video, and, and this one rat we have, every once in a while, it'll, it'll jump up, come up, and like, it'll come up and kiss you and then run off again. And it, it, it does it every few minutes, and they say, we haven't seen the rat for a while, right? So I wonder where it is. So they pull the bed out, and this thing falls to the ground. And Hannah starts, she's really upset. She picks it up, and she said she could hear the bones crackling, like as she picked it up. And this thing swole up. It looked like a little, like a, a large baseball. Have you ever seen a large baseball, one of the big ones? And it was swollen like that. And it's a little skinny rat, swollen like that, and it's all like having seizures and that for like an hour or whatever. And I get home, and I walk in the door, and Sarah comes up to me. She goes, you're a pastor. Pray for my rat. And I'm like, uh, okay, okay, I will. And so I, I, you know, trying to make them happy. Lord, and I pray for this, this little rat, and I pray that you'll heal it. And I'm thinking it's going to die anyway, right? But I'm like, so, so, but they're really upset. And then I said to Jonas, you should pray for it. You guys should pray for it. And Jonas started praying, right? Oh, I pray for this. In the name of Jesus, live, and blah, 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 blah. And he prayed this strong prayer, and that was it. And he said, Dad, I never prayed like that before. He even spoke in tongues. He was pretty excited. So anyway... What happened was, within five minutes, that rat went from having seizures and twitching, went right back to the normal size, started eating and running around and playing, and it's, the bones all healed. I was just like, this is, this is amazing. Like, I'm thinking, like, this is crazy. And my kids are like, how does that happen, right? It's faith like a child. And I don't know if God, well, God cares about the sparrows. Maybe he cares about rats. I mean, I don't know. But the thing is, God moved and did something really, really cool. And I struggle even sharing that with you because it sounds so silly and childish. But I saw it, and I said, I'm not going to check with my daughter if she took pictures of this thing because it was almost dead. And God did something awesome when you have faith like a child, right? 
And so I, I want to show you how God's word works. Can we do that this morning? Let's look at how God's word works. God shows us in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 to 12. It says, the rain and the snow come down from heaven and it stays on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seeds for the farmer and bread for the hungry. Here's a question. Does grain grow immediately when the rain falls? When the rain falls, does a loaf of bread just pop up? No. No, no. It, it, it actually, it, it, it doesn't just come. It's, there's a proper time. There's a process for that thing to, to germinate begin to sprout, begin to grow, and then over time will produce fruit. This is, this is what happens when the rain comes on the earth. The purpose of the rain is, is to, to cause this to grow. So in order for you to eat a piece of bread, you need to know that rain had to at one point fall to create grain. How many hear what I'm saying? The rain comes first. And in the process of time will produce fruit, right? Look what the scripture says, okay? Says the rain and the snow come down from heaven and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer, that bread for the hungry. Verse 11. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always, say always, always. produces fruit. It will accomplish all that I want it to and it will prosper wherever I send it. Isn't that good news? And so this is why the angel was so disturbed because he says, this is the word of God that is being spoken forth. And it will produce in the proper time what it needs to produce. Amen? And so let's see what happens here. When you hold on to the promise from God, this is what happens. Next verse, verse 12. You will live in joy and peace. Well, you know, when we hold on to the promise of God and allow it in its time to produce fruit in our lives, you will live in joy and you're going to live in a state of peace. And then it goes on. There's a metaphor here. The mountains and the hills will burst into song and the trees of the field will clap their hands. Now, the trees of the field are not going to be like, yay, like we're not on an acid trip, okay? This is a metaphor. This is a metaphor basically saying that all is well in the world, you know? You know, uh, uh, you know, the hills are alive with the sound of music. You know, is the, uh, what's the name of that movie there? Sound of Music. And she's dancing around, and all is well in the world, and the kids are happy, and life is good. And this is what happens in, 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 in the world when we allow the word to begin processing in our lives. The fruit will begin to come. What is the fruit? The fruit of the Holy Spirit. And the next thing you know, all is well in the world. And you don't have to live with depression. You don't have to live with anxiety. You don't have to live with fear. You live in a place of all is well. And that's what God's word does. But it's a process. Say a process. Luke chapter 1, verse 21 to 25, going back to our story. So Zach has had this encounter with the, the angel and the angel said, because you did not believe, you're no longer going to be able to speak till the baby's born. And meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zach to come out of the sanctuary, wondering, why aren't you talking? Or why are you taking so long? Next verse. And they finally came out. He, he couldn't speak to them. They, then they realized from his gestures 
and his silence that he must have seen a vision in the sanctuary. When Zechariah's week of service in the temple was over, he returned home. All right? So we, we see that he came out and he couldn't speak because he refused, he wasn't able to believe. I love what Jesus said in John chapter 16. Jesus said it so well, as he always does, verse 23 and 24. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. You will ask the Father directly, and he will grant your requests because you use my name. You haven't done this before. Ask using my name, and you will receive, and you will have abundant joy. Again, God wants you to have peace. God wants you to have joy. That's his purpose and his plan is to see that you prosper, that you're in health, even as your soul prospers. We, we, we worship an amazing God. And so, I, so we see Zach. So Zach received the word. He didn't believe it, and he lost something for a season. Let's look at the next time that Gabriel shows up in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 31. We ready? Okay. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee. To a virgin named Mary, she was engaged to be married to a man whose name was Joseph, a descendant of David. Gabriel appeared to her, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Okay? Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name his name Jesus. Okay? Now, let's keep reading on. Luke chapter 1, verse 32 to 36. He will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High God. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestors, David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. So Mary asked the angel, how can this happen I am a virgin. So this is a good question to ask. This isn't doubt. This is just saying, like, how is this going to work? I'm a virgin. This, is, this can't happen. Okay? And, and, and the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Now, that word overshadow from the Greek is the word, uh, like, transfiguration, what happened on the mount with Jesus, where there was a transfiguration. The glory of the Lord came over and overwhelmed Mary and birthed the baby in her womb. Okay? So the baby will be born, he'll be holy, he'll be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth, now the angel begins to tell her a testimony. Your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son, and she's now in her sixth month. Okay. Now, look what the angel says in the next verse. For the word of God will never fail, you see. The word of God, and some translations say, and, and, and it says, nothing is impossible with God. Right? And, and so the angel says, listen, the word of God will never fail. Nothing is impossible with God. And look, look what, how Mary responds. I love how she responds. Mary responds, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. And, and this is what God wants you to do. Right? It is to be able to come before God and say, whatever you say about me, God, is true. I don't care what people have said to me when I was younger. I don't care what that teacher said to me in grade three. I don't care what my ex-husband said about me. I don't care about this. this. No. If your word declares on the apple of your eye, let it be so. 
If your word declares that I'm more than a conqueror, then let it be so. And, and you begin to do what Mary did, and you begin to say, according to your word, let it be, God. Because we have to make a decision. Are we going to be like Zach and say, well, I don't know if it's going to happen. You know, my time's passed. Or are we going to be like Mary and say, let it be according to your word. Right? And God is calling us to be that way. Let's look at Luke chapter 1, verse 39 to 44. And Mary then, after she's had this encounter with the angel, a few days later, uh, Mary hurried to the hill country to, of Judah to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Isn't that awesome? Like the baby was inside and just said, praise the Lord. And like, and, and all of a sudden it's like, Elizabeth is like, whoa, what is that? There's power because the baby had the Holy Ghost. Isn't that awesome? That's how much power God was putting in this little guy with a mandate to bring the gospel or preparation for the gospel, right? And so... Elizabeth gave a glad cry and explained to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. And I want to, here's the thing, why did God choose to bless Mary? Elizabeth tells us in the very next verse, look what she says. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. And I want, to, I want that to sink in today. You and I are blessed when we believe that the Lord will do what he said. Despite how we feel. Despite the circumstances around us. But I want it now. No, in the proper time, it'll be birthed in you if you hold to the word of promise. Isn't that good? Lord, we want to be like Mary. God, we want to be like that, that we would, we, would, um, we would believe you and we would hold fast to the promises of God. See, God wants to birth things through your life. God wants to birth things through my life. And, and, and you have a destiny. You have a purpose. You have something that God has specifically for you to do. And the key to the blessed life is to believe that the Lord will do what he said he will do through you. Circumstances will arise and the enemy will come to bring doubt in your mind and say, you're not good enough, you can never do it, you're not going to achieve. But no, what does the word of the Lord say? What does God say about you? What has been the prophetic word that God has spoken over you that has been confirmed in your heart? God wants you to know that you will accomplish that if you'd only hold fast to the truth of what he said. You know, I was talking with um, a pastor friend of mine Back in 2011, his son, probably in his early 20s at the time, um, was, in, was in the hospital in the mental ward as a schizophrenic. And he was on so many drugs, eight or nine pills or something he had to take every day to stay sane. And he, he was just, he had no hope, but he knew the word of the Lord and he knew that his son wasn't going to be in that state. So he went and took him out of the hospital put him in the basement of his home, and for three months, for three months, he worked with this boy, 
and he, he, he believed the word of God. He spoke the word of God. He began to wean him off his drugs one by one over a period of three months. He said some days his son wanted to kill him and threatened to kill him. And other days he loved him because he was so out of balance. But he worked with him and he, and he said, God, you're going to help my son get off this and heal him for three months. And he walked out of that place healed off all of his drugs. And he was just telling me that was in 2011. Now he's winning awards now. He just won an award for the best underground surveyor in Canada. Because he does all this underground surveying with all this equipment for water pipes and all that stuff. And he's a genius. God healed him and brought because he, he would hold fast to the word of God. And I don't care if it takes time. I'm going to hold fast to the promises of God. And in the proper time, it will bear fruit in my life. Isn't that good? And then we see here, what does Mary do? So Mary, so Elizabeth says, hey, the reason why, right, that is, is, is you're blessed because you, you're believing that the Lord will do what he said he would do. And then she begins to break out in this beautiful psalm here, this beautiful praise. She says, oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in the God, my God and Savior. There's verse 40, 46, I believe here. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and now uh, on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and the haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the... The rich away with empty hands, he has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful, for he made this promise to our ancestors for Abraham and his children forever. And here's the thing. Mary was a person of the scripture. You know, the Bible says faith does not come. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. She's basically reciting the prayer of Hannah back in the Old Testament when Samuel when she found out she was going to have Samuel. And Samuel does this, Hannah does this, this praise psalm, and she's basically quoting it. She's twisting it, make, making it her own, but she's quoting. So she was a woman who was in the Word and was studying the Word. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen? And so God is calling us to be people of faith. You know, the name Jesus is the Greek equivalent of the Hebrew name Joshua. And it actually, the proper translation is um, the Lord is salvation. He didn't just come to save us. He is salvation. The Lord is salvation. It's not, well, Jesus came and saved me. No, the Lord is salvation. In the ancient world, when the earth was flooded and Noah built a boat, they went into the ark to escape the judgment. When we, we enter into Christ, he is our salvation. He is the ark. How many hear what I'm saying? And so God wants us all to be saved and come to the glory of God. So how many here want to be more like Mary? Or who want to be like Zach? All right. And the beautiful thing about Zach is Zach didn't come in faith. Zach came in hope. And we do it so many times, you know, like we... We pray for our children, maybe. We pray for our needs to be met. We pray it religiously, 
just the words are coming out because it's our job to do that, but our heart is no longer connected in faith. And that's what happened to Zach. The Lord has heard your prayers, Zach, and you know, you know how you've been praying for a child? Well, God's going to open Elizabeth's womb and you're going to have children. Well, how can that be? Well, you've been praying for it. You see, he lost faith. He had hope, but he lost faith. And even in hope, God, in his faithfulness, still hears and sends his word. Isn't he faithful? So you never have to worry about whether or not I have enough faith. You only need a little grain the size of a mustard seed. That's all you need. And so God wants us to be encouraged this morning that he's about to do great things. So why don't we, um, why don't we stand and we're going to pray this morning. I'll bring David to the... Hallelujah. God, I thank you for your word. Father, I thank you, Lord, that it's going to prosper in which when you send it out, God, we want to be like Mary. We want to be able to say, Lord, you know, let it be. If you said it, I'm going to believe it. Even in the spite of where things are going wrong, Abraham and Sarah, you know, when Abraham, he didn't consider his own body being almost 100 years old. But he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And Father, we're tempted sometimes to just lose faith. But you're saying this morning, hold on a little longer. Keep believing me and watch what I will do. And I believe that is the word of the Lord today. Don't lose faith. Don't trade your faith for loose hope. But hold fast, for his word will not return void. It will accomplish what is sent forth to accomplish in your life. And Paul said to Timothy, said, Stir up the gift of God that is in you with the laying on of the eldership and the prophetic words that were spoken over. Stir yourself up. And God, I pray that every person in this place would be stirred up to believe that no matter where they're at, if they'll hold fast, you're going to bring them the fulfillment of the promise. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray that every person this week would be blessed, that you'd speak to every heart this week and encourage us and help us to discern the voice of the Lord and the voice of the enemy that would come to discourage us. In Jesus' precious name. And all of God's precious people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed our message. If you are in the Quinty West area, we would love to have you visit us on Sunday morning at 24 Dundas Street West, Trenton, Ontario. Check out our service times on our website at atthecrossroads.ca.